Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Medical Sales podcast brought to you by Legacy Now Coaching. Today, we will be going over how to break into the medical sales industry if you don't have medical sales or traditional B2B sales experience under your belt. Hey guys, shout out to Allison Lynn for asking this question. It can be intimidating if you don't have sales experience, but Sarah and I, along with many other individuals that we have coached, have broken into the medical sales industry without it, and so can you. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. It is our mission to impact as many lives as possible. Do us a favor. If you like what you hear, please kindly leave us a rating and review. By doing so, it allows our podcast to be heard by more and more people out there, which ultimately will help us grow organically. This podcast episode can also be watched on our Legacy Now Coaching YouTube channel. If you navigate there, please do us another huge favor and press that subscribe button. Starting March 22nd, we will be uploading a YouTube video every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So by subscribing, you will be the first to be notified when a new video hits our channel. The primary focus will be to help others break into the medical sales industry and give you the tools to crush it when you are there. Additionally, if you have a question that you would like to ask us personally, email it to admin at LegacyNowCoaching.com, and it could be featured in an upcoming podcast or YouTube video. With all that being said, we're going to dive right into it. So how to break into medical sales if you have no medical sales or traditional B2B sales experience? So every company and every manager is different. First and foremost, if you are interviewing here in Arizona, you might have a completely different dynamic. You know, usually the company culture is dictated by the leadership team at that company. And it could be completely different in in Colorado at the same company. You just never know, right? Uh, The majority of the emphasis, though, is typically on the core values. So are you genuine? Do you have a good personality? Are you an out-of-the-box thinker? You know, have you failed and learned from those failures? And then are you persistent? So do you have the strong characteristics of someone who is in medical sales? That's truly what they're looking for. Yeah, who you are down to your core, right? Exactly. And the benefit uh, to you and to the employer is that you're a clean slate, So you don't have bad habits. You're not coming in with these horrible bad habits and you're going to transform the organization to how you want to sell. And I always look at the car salesman example. Nothing against car salesmen. Awesome, awesome uh, car salesmen that I've had in the past. However, sometimes I've had ones that are a little bit too aggressive and can be hard closers. So if there's a car salesman in that interview process, and he's all about hard closing, probably not going to rub the doctor or the surgeon the right way when he's asking for the sale. It's a different sales process in medical sales. It's a lot softer. You know, you have to bring value to the table and challenge and definitely get a lot of small yeses throughout that process. And so being moldable and being fresh and not having any bad habits that senior rep and that management team can teach you their way of selling and mold you into who they want to be on their team. 
Would you that, agree? I, I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how I pitched it to, you know, getting hired in my first associate position. Um, you know, and two, even if you're coming from a medical background, right. Sometimes you see on these job postings, you know, must have, you know, two years of medical sales experience for an associate position, right? I mean, okay. So that's what they require. Fine. But those medical, like people pick up habits in medical sales too, right? So if they're, um, you know, a urology rep and they're going from one division to another and they're calling on the same call points, even though it's a different division, if that sales rep has a bad reputation, that's going to follow them. So you don't have any, not only do you not have bad habits, but you don't have any negative associations to your name. Yep. They just, they just look at you for who you are and you can grow that relationship organically. And then the interview, you need to sell yourself. So you need to highlight overcoming obstacles and persevering, you know, be specific. You know, if you work in the restaurant, did you have the average highest tip percentage? You know, did you take your club soccer team to the state championship? And how did you work as a team to accomplish that and overcome obstacles, lead your team and just overcome the challenges that were involved, right? And those experiences being specific in that way is, is going to paint the picture for who you are at your core. Yeah. I mean, it's almost more difficult for these hiring managers to hire somebody without sales experience because they're used to seeing, it's almost easier for them to look at a sheet of paper and it has quantitative metrics and measurable data on there. Oh, you grew your territory 15%. Okay. And it equates to $1.2 million in revenue. That's easy for a hiring manager to sit down rate. Oh, okay. This person has demonstrated that they know how to sell and everything that encompasses that. So it's your job to essentially show them that, but without having that, right? So look at your personal experience. If you have to dig a little deeper and open up in a way that you might not feel immediately comfortable with, you know, showing them a personal side to you that you've overcome, you've persevered, you know, that's the stuff that you need to open up. Yeah. I mean, you can relate, uh, hitting quota, like in the sales process to you, how did you achieve a big goal that you set after yourself? Um, uh, similarly your rank. So when you're in sales, they look at how you ranked amongst your teammates and your colleagues, you know, were you the number three rep in the nation? So if you don't have that sales experience, maybe you outperformed your colleagues or teammates in some way, but you also worked as a team, you know, you can point those things out and then big accolades like rookie of the year president's club. That's something that you talk about when you're in sales, maybe you have big achievements like winning state cup or whatever it is being class president. Yep. Captain of state cup soccer team, yeah. right? Just any, any, gosh, you were president of your sorority in college, right? Just anything that shows that you've gone above and beyond rather than just, okay, you're on a winning team. But if you led that winning team or you led that, I don't know, sorority initiative, if they have those, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know, show how you've, how you're superior to, um, what's the word I'm thinking? 
your peers, how you're superior to your peers. Yeah. Or your competition. Uh, 30, 60, 90. That's another thing that you can utilize and prepare beforehand. Typically that's going to be showcased on your third or fourth interview typically, but you never know, but that can show that you understand the sales process. So if you have a really good 30, 60, 90 and business plan, you know, even if you don't have experience, you're at least showing that you understand it and that you can execute it. And two, on top of that, something I just thought of is a lot of times there's controversy over whether a cover letter is still needed or not. And I'm a firm believer that you do need one. Same thing kind of goes for the 30, 60, 90. So if you're going up with against somebody with B2B sales experience and you know, you don't have that put the time into developing a cover letter, put the time into developing a 30, 60, 90, because that's, that's somebody, if, if somebody's got the B2B sales experience, they might think that that's enough if they don't totally tank the interview, but you doing extra work in showing that you're like, you are passionate about this job. You want this job more than anybody else. These little additional things is a really good way to demonstrate that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Bringing that passion and really showing that you want it, you know, you're going to see it on the other person's face if they believe you or not. You really need to come from a place of humble, genuinely wanting to break into the industry and wanting to be a part of the team. And then when, when to bring up the fact that you have no sales experience. So in the beginning, if appropriate, because that allows you to nip it in the butt and actually get it out there in the open. Um, or if that's not appropriate at the time, you can bring it up at the end when you ask for concerns. And one of my favorite lines is you can ask the manager, you know, remember that point in your life when you broke into sales and you didn't have that experience, I'm just looking for the same opportunity and I won't let you down. Just give me the chance and I will crush it. Give me that opportunity. And kind of leveraging off of that. Anybody can say that they're going to work harder than anybody else. You know, they're going to stay up the extra late hours, you know, studying the procedures and the competition. Anybody can say that, right? I mean, it's an interview. Interviewing's easy. If you really break it down and look at it, like, you know what the other person on the other side of the table wants to hear, right? I mean, yeah. it's, you just know that. So saying things and actually making that person believe, like feel what you're saying, I think are two separate things, right? So when I was closing for my first job, I looked at the area director dead in the face at the very end of the interview. She's like, is there anything else? Is there anything else you've got for me? And I just looked at her in the eyes and I said, I know that you would be taking a risk on me because I don't have sales experience, but I can promise you there is nobody that's going to work harder. There's nobody that wants this more than I do. There's nobody more competitive on, you know, whatever I said, that's the gist of it, but looked her dead in the eyes and I could see like, I could see a change in her. And at that point I was like, I got this job. <laughs> I got it. I love that. That fires me up. So another aspect of it is as an associate rep from our experience and from talking to so many other associate reps, typically when you become an associate rep for the first and even the second year, you are shadowing the senior rep and you're just going to the cases, 
helping them run trays and making sure that they're successful. And then eventually you will work your way into a new territory, but you're learning from them. So one way to lay the groundwork to handle the objection is ask the interviewer, what are the duties of an associate sales rep? And they may tell you, well, you're just going to be running trays and shadowing the senior rep. And so if that objection that you have a lack of sales experience comes up later on in the conversation, you've already laid the groundwork. Yeah. This is why I say that interviewing is so important. Every step of the interview is so important. This is why asking questions, you're the interviewee. It's important to ask the interviewer questions, preferably early on, or hopefully you've done your research already. Even if you have, you want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, right? We just need a warm body. Our territory is growing so fast. We just need somebody that we can quick train and throw them in the OR and you're going to be just covering cases for us. Or did the current sales rep leave and they need to backfill a position? Um, or maybe it was like a senior associate, right? And they were going to it, it start to create their own territory for them. Well, then, yeah, maybe some sales experience is needed. But you don't know the situation unless you ask what the situation is. And that's just arming yourself for later on down the road. You know, are there any concerns? Your lack of sales experience is a concern. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, how I understand this position is you need somebody who can really pick up the clinical side of things really fast and, and, and cover those cases for doctors that are already, you know, very loyal customers, you know? So if that's really what you're looking for, you know, is, is my lack of sales experience the biggest hurdle for me to overcome? And then, you know, just say it very genuinely, very soft, right? Don't point the point at them and be like, well, why do you want sales experience if I'm just going to be a case coverage rep, right? Like do it appropriately, but it's, it, it's part of being a salesman, right? You have to be a challenger at some times and, and that's your opportunity to do it. And on that same note, you know, talk about the sales process that you took to actually get in front of the employer. How did you get here? You know, how much networking did you do? And did you reach out to the reps that work for the company and meet with them, get on the phone with them and build rapport, build relationships quickly, something you have to do in the sales process. And did you get them lined up for the next step so that you could meet them in person? And eventually you got in front of that employer. So you did something. So talk about that story. It can be a really good way to just illustrate that you have those core values. So there are still going to be a lot of employers out there that don't care. They are just stuck in their ways. They just want people with sales experience regardless, uh, recruiters as well. So it's up to you to find the people that don't care the people that are going to allow you to convince them that you're the right person for the job. And those people are out there. There's people that are getting hired every day by employers who just want to see a genuine good human being across the table and they will mold them into the sales professional that they want. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wish there was a secret formula to, to overcome every, lack of sales experience objection you're going to probably face throughout your interview process. But I mean, it, it really depends on, you know, the timing, the opportunity and, and how 
that person interviewing you feels, um, or how much they believe in what you say, but sometimes it's just not the right opportunity. And that's just part of the game. You got to go find the next one. Yep. And the last thing is just mindset. You just have to have a solid mindset going in there. You know, how you feel on the inside is going to reflect how you appear on the outside. Um, and I'm just going to finish off with a quote. So whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford said that just got to go in there and be full of confidence and know that you're meant to break into the medical sales industry and you're going to make it happen. Good luck. Thank you everyone for your support. We hope you like this podcast episode. Happy selling out there.